Yo. Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show. Autumn is a best-selling author, popular speaker, and wife who is obsessed with her husband and four crazy kids. She is also the CEO of the Autumn Miles Ministry, as well as a lipstick and lash enthusiast. Autumn's vision is to speak to the culture with bold truth and challenge you to act in raw faith. Here's Autumn Miles. Hey, hey, guys, it's your girl, Autumn Miles. How are you guys doing out there today? I hope we are doing okay. Um, we Now, we're recording on Thursday this week, which is um, a little bit, it's a different day because we have some different guests that we wanted to record. And... This past week has been crazy. Um, I know you've seen the news. I know we've all heard about George Floyd and uh, just the murder that was caught on video. And um, I have to say, it has definitely been a a horrific season for the world. Um, Not just with Corona, but this is, you know, when, when there is someone that is really killed and it's captured on video um it's it's a horrific thing and of course the world has responded as you guys know i have two black children um and i also have two white children and it touched me a little differently as a white woman because i'm white i am a white woman um and Having been a white woman for 39 years, um, you know, there are things that I, before I had my kids, didn't even realize um, were to the extent of what they are as far as racism goes. And I will just say when I watched that video, um, I could only watch it one time. I mean, I, I don't think anyone you know, that has a shred of humanity in them can watch it and not be deeply moved. Um, But I saw my son. I saw my son there. I saw my son. I saw some of my friend's sons. um, And I want to just publicly say, um, this is, this racism is satanic. Um, And it is something that I am praying that, um, I'm just praying the eyes are open and I'll, I'll say this, I, you know, I, I'm going to speak out on this. If you like my per- perspective or not, it doesn't really matter because um, it's my perspective. And um, I, I feel like uh, when we got Moses and Haven and when we adopted them, Um, I knew adopting them, there was a lot that we did not know. As a matter of fact, I told multiple people, I know there's a lot that we don't know, but I want to learn. I want to learn about the African-American culture and the the heritage. There's a lot that I don't know, but there's a, but I have time and I'm going to learn it. And um, that was, that was almost six years ago now. And we have definitely, um, learned a lot and we've listened and we've sat down with dear friends and, um, people in the black community. And we have said, teach us, teach us. What do we need to know? What, what is important? What, how can we raise 
these babies um, the best way possible. And so when I saw the video of George Floyd, it just, it was terrifying because I saw my son um, right there. And um, I will have to say it is, it is something that we need to, we need to realize that we don't know what other people go through. We need to be humble. We, we need to listen um, to other people. When Haven was a week old, one week, she was a tiny, teeny little newborn baby. Eddie had her. And um, I will never forget this phone call, um, but he called me and he was extremely upset. And there is an ICPC law in adoption. Uh, Haven was born in Mississippi. And, and until, um, you, until the state of Texas says, yes, you can come into the state with a child, um, they have to grant permission for, the, for an adopted child to enter the state. Otherwise, it's like, it's bad. And we, <laughs> we followed the law. So we waited until we got the clearance for, to bring her over into um, the state of Texas. And so Eddie was with her this particular day. And I will never forget him calling me. He was very upset. I thought something had happened to her. I was home with our other newborn, Moses, who was born nine weeks earlier. And our other two children, we is like, what do you, where do you go? What do you do in that situation? We had a very interesting situation, but... My husband called me and he said, you're never going to believe who just showed up at my door. And um, he said there was a policeman who showed up at my door to the hotel that they were staying at. The policeman was amazing. He was incredible. As a matter of fact, he was very apologetic that he was even there. Um, and we found out that the, the, the person at the front desk had called the cops um, to come and have Eddie investigated because he had a black little girl and she told the cops something's not right. Something doesn't look right. And when the officer showed up to the hotel room, there my husband is with our adopted baby girl. He is in one of the most vulnerable mental states ever. Anyone that's gone through the adoption process is, it is one of the hardest things I have ever gone through. And we did it twice in nine weeks. He's standing there very vulnerable, not knowing what to do. Can't believe this is happening. The officer is very apologetic, of course. Um, but that was our first indication that there is a... Uh, there is a racism that still exists. And um, that would have never happened with Grace or Jude, my white children. So I am speaking from a different perspective. Um, and I just wanna say, you know, we, we need to, to listen. We need to learn. We need to understand that not everyone has our perspective. Um, and we, we just need to be compassionate we need to love one another, love one another, which is what Jesus said, love one another. Um, so uh, that's, that's what I'd like to say about that. Um, I was, I've been really moved the last, the last week and I wanted to uh, just share my sort of thoughts on that. I know it'll be airing uh, next week, but 
it's important for me to speak out. I'll speak out for my children. And um, yeah. So welcome to the show today. <laughs> that was my very long PSA. Um, but I, I, I want to just tell you guys, because of the state of the world of the world that we're in, um, you know, when when the, the state of the world, it, this is not the first time this type of thing have ha has happened. You don't have to venture very far in the scripture um, to see devastating plagues and devastating droughts. And, um, you know, I mean, oh, my goodness, you just y'all you got to do is go as far as Exodus and you see um, the 10 different plagues, but even in Genesis, you see a flood that killed everyone in the world except for Noah. So, um, we're, we're in his family. We're sitting here in a crazy, crazy, crazy time. I wonder if Noah looked at his wife and his kids on the ark and was like, this is crazy. You guys, I cannot believe we are living in this. This is nuts. Um, we're kind of living, we're living in this state of what is happening. I think, um, a lot of people are like, where did my life go? Where did, where did my career go? Um, and, and sometimes it can get us to a point where we get to a state of despair. We get to a state of depression. We get to a state of just doubt. Um, we get to a state of you know, is God good? Is he going to come through? The world is kind of in an upheaval. Isn't God in control? And today I just want to talk about this. Um, we will over as believers, we will overwhelmingly conquer the things that we are seeing today. This is straight out of Romans 8. And I want to read this um, straight out of Romans 8 because it's simple, but it is a word for us today. Romans 8, let me pick it up in 31. What then shall we say to these things? These things, Corona, all this turmoil that we're going through, um, the racism issue, what? shall we say to these things if god is for us who is against us he who did not spare his own son but delivered him over for us all how will he not also with him freely give us all things verse 35 says this who will separate us from the love of christ Will tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, or the sword? But in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer. We don't tolerate. We don't cower under them. We don't give in, we don't give up, we don't surrender in all these things. We overwhelmingly conquer, not in ourselves, you guys. This is how we overwhelmingly conquer them. Through him who loved us. 
You know, you can be overwhelmingly conquered. I went through a season uh, several years ago, and it's interesting in my production meeting um, about the show, I was um, talking to my team member who, who makes my outlines and uh, makes sure they're right and all this kind of stuff. And um, we were talking about a season a couple of years ago that we went through. And some of you guys may remember, especially uh, people that have listened to the show for a long time, because we've been in on for like four and a half years now. I can't even believe that. Um, but we were talking about Katie, who um, used to work for me as my assistant. She was Dallas-based. She basically did everything and went everywhere with me and um, worked for me for about four years, five years, close to five years. And I remember one day looking at her through some crazy, weird circumstances. I looked at her and I said, God wants you to go back home to Philadelphia. Out of, out of it was so weird how everything happened. She went back home to Philadelphia. She, um, she, was, she was very young. She was 23, moved back in with her mom. And she called me a couple of weeks after she moved in with her mom. And um, she said, I have to tell you something. Um, I was just diagnosed with brain cancer. She died two months later. Right in the middle, of me dealing with a spiritual daughter that um, out of nowhere passed away. I was mourning, I was grieving. I mean, I, I don't even know if I've ever felt such grief in my entire life. Um, I was grieving, I, and then I had to like try to keep our ministry together and I try, had to try to keep my own children together. and. You know, we had two brand new babies at the time. There was a sect of, of people that were involved with the ministry that um, betrayed us. I mean, just, it was awful. So I'm dealing with that. I'm dealing with two newborns. I'm dealing with grief, which grief is such a strange thing. And every Christmas, we, um, my family and I go, we call it Carrie Cry Fest um, because my, my parents' last names are Carrie and we just, we kind of just cry all the way through it. But we go around the table every Christmas and we talk about what we're thankful for. And I always have some long list of things that I'm thankful for for the year and what God's done and he's come through. And I remember that specific year, I couldn't like when it was my turn i looked at the table i was so emotionally beat up and i said this year i'm just thankful that god hasn't left me and that was all i could say <laughs> burst into tears and then it was my husband's turn to go but i remember thinking that year how Am I going to move forward from all of this? I lost just the desire really for a while, for a little small while to do anything. I was just overwhelmed. And then God reminded me of this passage. But in all these things, Autumn, we as believers, 
We don't have to give in. We don't have to give up. We don't have to give in to despair. We don't have to give in. Um, uh, we, we can allow the Lord to fight for us and bring us to a place, not just of victory, but of overwhelmingly victory. We can overwhelmingly conquer this together is what the Lord told me. I remember that same year in January, I go on a prayer retreat, which I've widely talked about. Um, and I went down to Florida. I love the beach. I love the Florida beaches. I'm really drawn. I love all the beaches, but I, I'm really drawn to the Florida beaches. And I remember sitting on the beach one for like three days and I just cried. It was so cleansing. I, oh, it was such a precious time with the Lord. And the Lord spoke to me on the last day that I was there. And he said, you know what? Out of 1 Kings 18, when Elijah called down uh, rain from, from heaven, prayed for rain. God told me the rain is coming. And do you know that next year we got a book deal for I Am Rahab. The next year Rahab was released and we got a book deal for Gangster Prayer. And the next year Gangster Prayer was released and we reached millions and millions and millions of people in those next two years. I felt conquered. I felt overwhelmed. But as I sat on that beach in that cold January morning, right before I boarded the plane back to Dallas, I realized that God was the one who was going to overwhelmingly conquer things for me. He was at work. I felt conquered. But through him, he was going to show me that these things that I went through, although they were rough, that season was so hard. He didn't abandon me. He stood right with me. And he stood as a warrior to be strength for my weakness. I want to remind you guys that that same God, as you're looking at your life right now, and you're looking at the world, and you're watching the news, and I would advise you to take a break from the news. Um, but as you're just sort of watching the world unfold, and maybe it's not even what's happening in the world. Maybe it's something that's happening in you. Maybe it's in your marriage. Maybe it's in your family, your kids, your health. Um, I don't know what it is, but it might seem like a very dark season for you. It is only dark without the power of the living God. He is the light of the world and he is right there. And if you release it and let him, he will allow you and show you that you can and will overwhelmingly conquer the season that you're in. Romans 8 goes on and it says this. I love one of my favorite passages in the Bible. I come here a lot when I'm feeling like, oh my word, how are we going to make it? He's so eloquent. For I am convinced, Paul says, that neither death, nor life, 
nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present right now, nor things that are happening right now, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I'm going to read that again for those of you that need to hear the raw, beautiful text of, this, of the, the word of God. For I am convinced. Are you convinced today? That what you're facing, that what you're seeing, you're going to be, God is right there with you. Are you convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, what you're facing right now is not going to separate you from the powerful love of the Lord. He is right there with you. He is fighting with you. What is happening in your present is does not and will not take away his presence, nor things to come. That future that you're terrified about, guess what? You do not have to face it alone. You do not have to face it without the power of the living God at your, uh, holding your right hand, uh, ready to disperse his army of angels to protect you, ready to provide for you. Nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I don't know about you, but man, that is encouraging. And I do think that the author Paul here is um, qualified to speak with such conviction unconquering, overwhelmingly conquering horrific circumstances and never being separated from the love of God. What we faced, you guys, in this last um, six months will only conquer us if we let it. The things that you are facing right now will only get the best of you if you let them. The things that you're seeing on TV and in your newsfeed and whatever will only get the best of you if you let them. But let me tell you something. There was a powerful source that we have in the living God that is ready, available to come in and to assist you with whatever you need whether it's practical things, whether you just are in, uh, uh, whether you're incarcerated by your fear, whether you're incarcerated by your anger, whatever it is, he tells us we can overwhelmingly conquer it. And y'all, I have the Lord, oh man. It's because of Jesus that I've been able to conquer. And it's because of Jesus that you're going to be able to conquer as well. Let me just pray for you. Um, a little different show today, but I couldn't, I couldn't 
not address what we're facing, even though I know this is not going to air until next week. Lord, we need you. Our world needs you. Father God, we need you individually to speak into our circumstances, but we also need you globally. We need you, Lord. We need you in our country. We need unity, Father. God, we need, um, we need wisdom in our government officials, God. We need you to protect us, Father. We need you to come in and we need you, Lord, to convict hearts. We need leaders to rise up. Lord, we need to confront and condemn racism. We need to honor the awesome police officers that are out there. Lord, we, we just need you. So Lord, I pray in everyone that is listening to the sound of my voice and are saying, man, I did feel overcome. I pray, Lord, that you would speak to their spirit and say, I am with you, I am for you, and I'm working on your behalf. You can overwhelmingly conquer this. Lord, we trust you. We trust you with our lives. We trust you with our children. We trust you. And we ask you, Lord, we ask you, ask you, Lord, for your power to show yourself mighty and to show yourself strong amongst us. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you guys. I will see you next time right back here on the Autumn Mile Show. The Autumn Mile Show is listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is much appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of her book of the month. This program is underwritten by Mary Maids of Fort Worth. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on the Word 100.7 FM.